If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Why make choices in your life based on judgments instead of on your awareness of what would create the life and living you desire? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here tonight. Whether you're listening live or you're listening in the replay, I appreciate you joining us. We have another wonderful show planned for you tonight, and I also have a special guest, so I'm very excited to see where the conversation takes us. It's a bit of a serious subject. And it's also a subject I'm excited to talk about because, you know what, it's time that we started to change things even more. And what we're going to be talking about is patterns of abuse and how they can actually change. And I have a wonderful guest with me tonight, Shirley Nussbaum, and I'll be bringing Shirley on in just a moment. And we'll be talking about this great subject that definitely could use some more attention. So before we get into the show tonight with Shirley, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about myself. If this is the first time you're listening in, I am a possibilities coach. I love working with individuals and groups, companies, organizations to create different possibilities in the world. I work in conjunction with your desires and we see what's working and what's not working and we come up with strategies to change things so that you can be receiving a great deal more in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your money, every area of your life. I am a certified access consciousness facilitator. I'm a bars facilitator and energy healer, radio show host, producer, website builder, and I'm a facilitator of classes. I do a lot of different things. I love to have a lot of fun and creating in many different areas of my life and my business. I have some specialty classes that I'd like to tell you about. I have a wonderful one that I'm in the middle of right now, and we're going to be launching the second wave of it, and it's called Beyond the BS Business Studies. Yes, BS stands for bullshit, because what we want to do is we want to teach you what you can do to create even greater in your business from A to Z, and we look at everything in complete detail. One spot, we go for six months, and it's a fabulous class. We're having so much fun and change that's already happening with our first class. I also have a Divorce with Dignity program. Whether you're already divorced but the relationship is still intense and you would like things to cool down, whether you're considering moving forward with ending your relationship or you're right in the middle of it, wherever you are, if you would like to have greater ease for you, your partner, your ex-partner, family members, children, I would love to speak with you about how we can change that. There's a lot of anger, a lot of upset that goes on with divorce, and I do know that something else definitely is possible. Also, I have body classes and foundation classes, and one of the my favorite classes that I'm going to actually be hosting is a Right Body for You class with Danielle Carter, and we're going to be doing this in Toronto September the 16th through the 19th. If you've ever desired to have different communication with your body, 
greater ease with your body, a way of actually seeing how your body can be a contribution to all of your life, please check out the Right Body for You classes. You can connect, find out all that information at Access Consciousness and look up Danielle Carter. So tonight we are talking with Shirley Nussbaum. And Shirley and I are going to be talking about patterns of abuse and how they can change. Have you or anyone you have ever known found themselves in a repeated pattern of abuse? Do you or they have trouble walking away from the abuse? What is it that keeps individuals stuck to the abuse or the abuser? Now, Shirley is a registered psychotherapist and an energy healer. She decided to become a therapist because since she was young, her family and friends always came to her for help and to confide their secrets. Even strangers were drawn to talk to her. People always left saying that they felt better. This led her to realize that her purpose and passion in life was to help others. Shirley has her honors degree in psychology from York University and her certification in psychotherapy from the Transformational Arts College where she learned a holistic approach to therapy. She's also a certified hypnotherapist. Her goal is to help you find and change whatever stands in the way of you living a healthy, joyful life. She has experience working with all types of people and helping them face a wide spectrum of personal issues working with a variety of techniques. She can tailor her sessions to what best suits each individual so they can resolve their issues in the most effective way. Thank you for joining me tonight. Shirley, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Excellent. I'm happy to have you. So we're going to be talking about a pretty intense subject, Shirley, and I know that it's it's probably something that you're dealing with all of the time. Um, And yet, for many people, you know, it's probably not something that they talk about all of the time. In fact, it's probably a subject most people try to avoid. Do you find that in your practice? Oh, well, uh, sure. Um, Abuse is really a very hidden uh, subject. It's a secret. And um, it's kind of built into the actual family sometimes. You know, you grow up in a family structure where there's a lot of abuse, but from the outside, everybody plays happy families. Right. So So people are used to hiding it. People are used to hiding it. So when did you, how long have you been doing your... Your work with the uh, with the abuse with people. How many years have you been at that? Um, I've been working as a therapist now for almost ten years. Wonderful. And you're located in Toronto, is that correct? Yeah, I I actually work out of two places. I work out of my home in Thornhill and an office in uh, Toronto at Avenue Road in Eglinton. Wonderful. And do you, when you work with people, is it always in person or do you ever work with people um, online or over the phone? Oh, no, sure. I do Skype and telephone calls as well. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So let's get into the subject, Shirley, of, of what actually keeps someone in the patterns of abuse. What are some okay. of the things that you've discovered in your in your work that keeps them in that? Oh, well, you know, of course, um, it's really individualized. Each person has sort of a unique situation that they're in. Um, But, of course, I think one of the biggest things that happens when someone is living in an abusive situation, um, of course, there's fear. 
And mm-hmm. I think depending, you know, there's so many different types of abuse. If you're living, you know, with that real physical abuse and threats, because people do live through, you know, if you leave, I'll kill you. If you leave, you know, I'll come after you, Those that kind of abuse. And then there's abuse that's more um, manipulation, guilt, verbal, emotional, mental abuse. And mm-hmm. what happens to everybody is they just completely lose themselves. They see themselves as as stupid, as incapable of being loved, um, just undeserving, unworthy. The abuse just steals their very soul almost. They can't they just can't see themselves surviving outside the abusive situation. Right. Now, do you find, Shirley, that a lot of people have come from a home of abuse or and then they find themselves choosing a partner, in, you know, that kind of mimics uh, a parent or someone they were raised with? Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes people um, repeat the patterns. And I think sometimes what happens is, it becomes normal. So um, I, I've actually had people say to me, you know, um, in my house everybody was screaming and yelling and swearing at each other, and my spouse yells at me and swears at me. But those are just words, right? That's not abuse. They don't even realize it's abuse because it's sort of the norm. Right. Right. And and so where does it actually cross that line where we had a loud family to this is abuse. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear what you just said. I said, where does where does it actually change? Where it's it, we have a loud family. We're, we're, we're oh, when you have a loud, loud family. Oh, I didn't yes. hear that. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a difference between yelling and being abusive. So if you're yelling to your child, for example, come down, it's time to leave, and you're just yelling louder and louder, come down, it's time to leave. That's not abusive. But if you start to yell, what's wrong with you, you stupid idiot? Get yourself down the stairs. Can't you ever get it right? And why aren't you dressed right? And what's wrong with you? And your shoes are filthy. And there's a huge difference. Yelling and, you know, calling someone names and swearing at them, you've crossed the line. Right. And, Shirley, have you noticed a difference in, um, okay, so let's talk about, the person who's being abused. Have you noticed a difference in 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 the abusee's pattern over the last ten years? Like, has it changed? Has it are are they getting stronger? Are they getting weaker? And and that's a judgment. But do you know what I mean by they they? Well, I see. When par- go ahead. A person who's been abused when they, when they first come in for therapy. Um, a lot of people, they, they so, they're so lost. Their whole belief system is I'm undeserving, I'm unworthy, I'm unable to do this, I'm unlovable. They just, you know, they, they don't exist. They don't see any choice for themselves. They don't see, uh, it's all based on, on fear, you know, on um, hating themselves, on a core belief system that says I am bad, I am unworthy, I am stupid. Mm-hmm. And, what I what I hope to do and what I work with people to do is is to change that belief system to I am deserving, I am worthy, I am capable, I am lovable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because once you can see that there is change, once you know that that you've choice in life, 
right. that's like the biggest moment. I don't have to be in the situation. I can leave. Right. So are most abused uh, individuals, do they have some level of I don't deserve to be treated with kindness? Do they have some level of that going on in their belief systems? I, you know what? I, I think, it, of course, it depends on um, how long a person's been abused. You know, did it start at home? I think someone who's been abused and, and put down all their lives and then marry someone who does that, yeah, it really does do feel that way, you know. And then there are other people who come from pretty, you know, balanced homes. And no home is perfect, obviously, but, you know, pretty functional homes. And they meet somebody and that person, when they're first dating them, mm-hmm. seems pretty good, pretty healthy. And then they get married or move in together and things start to change. And I, I think, you know, that type of person who is abusive kind of knows who their victims are. It's kind of like we have vulnerable written across our foreheads, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, they slowly, slowly uh, sort of oftentimes isolate that person, start controlling that person. And it's often a, um, a little bit of a slower slide in, and all of a sudden you're like in the muck and don't even know how you got there. Right, 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 a- exactly. Um, so... We're going to go for our first break of the night, Shirley, and um, anyone that's that's joining us in the chat room or listening online, if you have a question for Shirley or you'd like her to ask her something directly, please feel free to call in. Um, You can call in. The U.S. is 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or please feel free to come into the chat room at adazen.fm. And um, feel free to type your question in the chat room. It is a heavy subject, and it's a subject that I'm happy we're discussing because I think that there's um, a great many people in the world that maybe think that it is acceptable to be um, receiving um, mistreatment from people on some level and may not even realize that it is considered abuse. So the more we actually highlight on this, the more we, in my opinion, not Shirley's, but in my opinion, we actually enlighten people to show them that they actually can make a different choice and that they don't have to be at the hands of anyone that's being unkind to them in in any way. So stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You are listening to Inspired Choices here on AtoZen.fm with my guest, Shirley Nossbaum. Hang around. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. 
Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for sticking around. Tonight, we are talking about patterns of of abuse can change with my guest, Shirley Naslin. And before we went for break, we just started to dive into the whole uh, patterning of why people choose to stay in the pattern, and and what are some of the um, what are some of the reasons for that? Shirley, if if you're someone that is concerned about someone else, like whether it's a relative, a friend, a child, um, what are some of the telltale signs that someone may be in a relationship that is abusive? Uh, well, first of all, um, I think that oftentimes people that are abused are, are much more isolated. They maybe stop calling, they stop coming out, um, they may be very uncomfortable when you call them, uh, they make plans, they cancel plans, um, you know, uh, and oftentimes the okay. person who is the abuser might move you sort of a little bit out of the city, away from your friends, maybe he make you quit your job, um, just you stop your regular patterns of, you know, pre-abuse behavior. Okay, so it it may it may you may end up changing how you socialize. Oh, absolutely. You change and I think sometimes sometimes you're with an abusive person who's very controlling, so they want to control how you dress. They want to control whether you're wearing makeup or not or um Stuff like that could also change. Maybe you used to right. color your hair and now you're not allowed to color your hair. Or, I mean, it could be a man that's being abused by a woman too and maybe he's not allowed to go out with his friends anymore. Or, you know, there are so many ways that things can change. Now, that's a subject we don't hear a lot about when a man is being abused Male and oftentimes abuse, yeah. abused by, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, being abused by a woman. How else can that show up for a man? Um, well, I, I think it's very similar things, like the social things. Um, I think, you, you know, like they'll say, make excuses to their friends and make jokes. Oh, the wife doesn't let me or, yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe they are, they just go to work and they don't go anywhere else. Maybe they even have strange bruises. You know, there, there's a, a lot of stuff that goes on and it's so not talked about. You know, people don't believe mm-hmm. a woman could be abusing a man. And so do you find, do you find that there, um, for women, uh, sorry, for men, that they are being physically abused? Is that, that, is that as common as it is with, um, 
you know, the ratio to, to men to uh, abusing women physically, or is it more the mental um, verbal yeah, abuse? Yes, I haven't had too many men who talk so much about physical abuse, but it's mental abuse, emotional abuse, um, manipulation, guilt, fear, all those kind of um, things. And right. men are just as vulnerable, and they don't want to talk about it. They, you know, it's very embarrassing, I think, for a man. Right. So, do you find that there's? Do you, I mean, are there any statistics out there that talk about how many, you know, men are actually not even coming forward with their abuse? I, you know, I don't know um, statistics, but I would say there's probably a lot more men that are abused than we would know about. And I don't even think there's that many um, support groups in, out there for men, male abuse. And I just think it's way more hidden than it is with right. women. Right. So, yeah, I, w- I would probably guess you're you're right as well. You know, um, we we were talking, we talked before, which I talked with all of my guests before that I had them on my radio show, and uh, I didn't tell you that I was actually in an abusive relationship, Shirley. No, you didn't. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought I might surprise you with it. On this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, why don't we make the radio show a little more juicy? You know what I mean. <laughs> um, so I was in this relationship, and you know, it, what was really interesting to me now, looking now on the other side of it, was I didn't see the 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 small little steps of how this individual was starting to isolate me. Yes. And and it's so, um, it's just, I, I'm sorry, the word is escaping me. It's so subtle. It, yeah. it It's just, it's the littlest thing, and you just think, well, I don't want them to be mad. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, I don't want them to be upset. Or, you know, he worked a hard day. Or, you know, what would be best for the family. And And, you know, it was really, really interesting that slowly, slowly what was occurring was, I was stepping away from doing um, any job that would take me out of the home. So I had a full-time job out of the home, and um, we had a child together. And our child got sick when she was just over a year old. And it was this continual, well, it was just sore throats and and, and, um, ear infections, but they kept happening and kept happening. And this was it was nearly like convenient because this person was able to convince me that it would be best for our child if I was to be the only one that took care of her. Oh, nobody can highly manipulative. Highly manipulative. Yeah, like nobody can take care of her like you can. You're her mother. You know her better than anyone else. And it was like, oh my gosh, like I have my child's health in my hands and I'm how neglectful of me that I would think to go out to work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I agreed to that. I walked away from what was considered a very good job at this, you know, in this world. And and then I I had another job that I was I was self-employed. I have had a business where I would go out and I sold skincare and, and makeup in people's homes. You know, I would do that maybe mm-hmm. one or two shows a week in people's homes. And every time I would go to choose that, to go to do that, there would be some mysterious uproar would happen. Well, I don't feel well. Or there would be a fight. Or it was just like this continuous problems would come up. And it wasn't directly, I don't want you to do this. 
But it was all of these things that eventually, you you know, somewhere in your mind, you put two and two together. Well, maybe I shouldn't do mm-hmm. this because every time I do this, it's a problem. Yeah. How and common think, is all of that? Oh, I think it's very, very common because I think... You know, the the abusive person is usually a very, very controlling person, right? And they want to get you all to themselves. And the less outside contact you have, the easier it is to control you and how you feel about yourself, right? So Mm -hmm. they get you away from their jobs, from maybe your family, your friends. And and maybe it's like, oh, that person's not nice to you. I don't want to hang out with that person. And slowly, slowly you realize your network is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then where do you have to turn if you decide that you're not happy? You know, mm-hmm. you have no one to you turn to, so person. you're stuck. You're stuck. Right. And so, you might also think, no one else is going to love me, care for me, or be, be there with me. Look, no one's here. Right. So they get you alone, and then you're just mm-hmm. thinking to yourself, this is the only person I have in my life. Everyone's yes. kind of walked away. Absolutely. Okay, so how do we start changing this? I mean, it took me, Shirley, I left, I would say I probably left at least 10 times before I left for the final time. Yeah, I think that's common too. I think that's common in any relationship, whether you're getting out of just an unhappy relationship or an abusive relationship. So how do Uh, we begin to, what are some of the steps to begin to take people out of these patterns of abuse? Well, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, when you're in an abusive relationship, I think often the victim thinks, if I just do this right, he'll be happy and everything will change. If I cook the perfect meal, if I earn this much money, if I buy the right gift, if I scrub the floor just so, right? And you're always trying to do something um, to make the abuser happy and maybe this whole situation will change. But the truth is, the abuser is never going to change. The victim must change. So I think the first step is for that person to sort of have an awareness that, yes, I am being abused, um, and acceptance that this is the situation, like awareness plus acceptance equals change, basically. And that person is not going to change. I have to change. I have to take the steps to get out of there. The abuser will never change. The abuser will never change. No, the victim has to change. Right. How long do you find, um, Shirley, it takes, like, I mean, I'm sure there's not a, a norm, but w- w- no. what's, what's been your experience of working with someone to get them to the point that they can actually choose to, to leave? Oh, I think everybody has their own breaking point. Um, you know, and sometimes when you're in a relationship, you know, you stay for the kids or you stay maybe for the lifestyle or, you know, because you haven't been able to work, you're afraid you're not going to have a job or you're, what will the parents say, the neighbors say. Um, so I think it takes, it often takes a long time to just finally say, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm not, this This is not the way I want to live. I deserve to to be happy and healthy. Right. I think it takes a long Um, time. Yeah, it can take a long time. So we have a a question in the chat room, and um, Patrina says, Christine, what was it, the underlying belief you were functioning from while you were in the abusive relationship? 
Um, what were the lies you were telling yourself? Uh, just curious to know what makes someone stay versus what makes someone risk everything and leave. Well, I think part a big part of it was, and Eleanor goes on to say, um, the classic case of something is better than nothing. I think that was a big underlying um, message that w- I was operating from. Um, this the was the devil you know. Experience. Yeah, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. But mm-hmm. it was this, well, well, what if I just try just a little bit harder? You know, I definitely had this um, uh, desire to please button mm-hmm. <laughs> that I operated from for probably 40 years. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, it's a good thing I'm cute because I'm not a quick learner sometimes. But, um, I was, I was definitely kept thinking like, well, what if, you know, what if it can be good? And always believing that there's good in everyone. And it was really not looking at what was working for me, but really looking outside of myself at what what was going on for that person. And I think a lot of people operate from that place is we get into a relationship initially because we desire something and then Mm -hmm. we very, very quickly turn it around to trying to please another person. And that was what it was for me. Um, What actually had me, what actually had me choose to leave for the last time was when my, um, my son um, started to display very deep depressive um, thoughts and feelings. And um, that just struck me extremely strongly. That was like, oh, my God, I can endure something. But to to imagine that it really was affecting my child in such a deep way, that was the piece that had me leave. Oh, and I know sure. for a I know for a lot of people, uh, the, the child, and as it, someone saying in the chat room, Roseanne saying in the chat room, uh, she said, I stayed for my child. A lot of people will yeah. stay for the child. It was when the child actually was uh, reacting, responding um, in a negative way that it really had me go, oh, my God, um, what am I doing? What is this oh, creating? I, oh, absolutely. I, I think you have to go for a child you think you're doing them a favor by keeping the family together, but oh my God, the things they're suffering and seeing, and mm-hmm. it's, and what you're teaching them, you know, staying right. in a bad relationship. You're you're doing everything good for them when you get out. You really are. Right. So when we come back, we're going to go for our second break. But when we come back from the break, I'd really like to talk about how the people that have finally chosen to leave, how they can ensure that they're not passing this pattern on to their children. And and what are some of the steps that we can be taking to to, to really, de- really identify if there needs to be more conversation and more work around that with our children. So you're listening to Inspired Choices here on AtoZen.fm. We are talking about patterns of abuse can change with my guest Shirley Nosslam and when we come back we'll continue this great conversation stick around everyone many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think what would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment by tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that you are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are talking about patterns of abuse can change. And with my guest, Shirley Nussbaum, Shirley, what is it that we as former abused people can do to ensure that our children are not choosing the same? How can we truly break these patterns? Wow. Um, okay. So, I, I, you know what? I think one of the most important things is that it's not a secret that you communicate. Because um, what I see is one of the worst things that are happening, and I, I deal with this on a regular basis. Kids come from abusive homes. It's not talked about. It's a secret. And that that uh, secrets take us down. I think the most important thing is really to talk about, talk about your feelings, talk about, you know, how like, um, you know, you said how you slowly got into the situation. Tell your child. And I think it's so important that that child has incredible self-esteem, self-confidence, self-love. Because if you feel deserving and worthy and and can say I am smart, I am loving, I am lovable, I am, you know, funny, I am sexy, I am amazing. You're not going to pick a person like that, you know? Mhm. Mhm. And I think you have to have a conversation sometimes about the red flags. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember my daughter once saying to me, you know, if I brought someone home of a different religion or color or whatever, would that upset you? And I said to her, I promise you one thing. I will never interfere unless I feel that that person is hurting you, is not a good person. Then you will hear from me. And right. um, I, I just think eyes open and allowing that, knowing, having your child know that you're a safe place, that no matter what mistake they make, no matter... You're always there. They're always supported. They're always loved exactly the way they are. Right. You know? Right. Uh, totally agree with you. Um, I had a situation where there was, my daughter was in a situation where there was an abuse. It wasn't from her father. Um, but whatever the case may be, I said we are moving forward with legal action. 
And all I cared about was that my daughter learned to use her voice. Yes. What was really important for me was for her to know with that when she says no to someone, it's no. And I think that it's interesting, you know, when we when we think of parenting, especially, you know, 20 and 30 years ago, a, chi- a child saying no to their parent was just thought of as just total disrespect, disrespect. <laughs> right? And yeah. what if it's actually something that if we could get them to learn how to say no and really get comfortable with it, not in a disrespectful manner, but just saying, no, this doesn't work for me, um, what if that was actually one of the keys to breaking these patterns of abuse for them well, to really sure. own their voice? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's what we, uh, part of therapy is, you know, what do you want, need, desire? And it's okay to say no. Do you know how many women cannot say no to anything because they're taught that that's selfish? Oh, I I, I think want to throw up. It's, you know, and I basically have to say to people, look, the only thing that is selfish is that if you have a child and don't feed them. I mean, if you can, you have to take care of yourself. We you know, children absorb everything, not only what we say, but what we do and the way we look. And, you know, you can stand in front of the mirror and go, I'm fat and pass that on. Or you can just look and make a funny face at yourself. And the kid's absorbing it in the same way. We have to be so careful about the messages we're passing on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. I mean, children are very, very aware. And they can tell, and they can certainly tell when you're, when you're lying. And if you say to a child, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting, but if you say to a child, this is a bad marriage and circumstance and I don't want you to ever live in a situation like this, but you stay, what you do is stronger than what you say. You have to take action that they see as well, right? Right. Good point. Very, very good point. We have um, someone in the chat room and she said, I will worry about my ex abusing my girl. I hate to tell her all the dirt. And, you know, that's a really great point that I'd like to bring up. You know, there's a very delicate line between not criticizing the other parent to the child Mm -hmm. and informing the child. And I can tell you that for it was challenging for a very long time. I would not say anything because I did not want to, you know, really we end up criticizing the child because that's their parent. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. I didn't want to make my child feel bad about who they were based on their parent. And my child turned around one day, and I forget it was what it was exactly that she said. But she just like, you know, you're wrong, and you're the one that did this, and da-da-da-da-da, whatever it was. And I went, okay, it's time to have a conversation. Sit down. <laughs> now, yeah. she was 16 years of age at the time. And I said, "You, I want you to hear the facts now. So she was at an age where she was, you know, she was using her voice. She was more empowered. She could make choices um, that would work for her. It wasn't like she was, you know, 10 years old and, and uh, not that a 10-year-old can't say, I don't want to go visit that parent. But they're stronger, right, when she was 16. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I literally said, I said, you need to know the facts. I'm telling you facts. I'm not criticizing your father. So it was really, I I tried to make sure that she was informed Mm -hmm. that this is what, these these are the things that actually took place. I want you to be aware of this. When you're there, if you're ever starting to experience this, 
if you're ever starting to feel this way, I want you to know you can talk to me. And we're not going to, you know, hurt your father or anything like that, but I want you to know that you can make different choices. And that's exactly what started to occur, is she started to communicate with me. And and oftentimes when the, when the, the partner leaves, the abuser will start to use the children in that way. Is that not correct, Shirley? Oh, absolutely. I, I think an abusive person will do whatever they want to get control. They don't want to. They don't want to lose control, so they will use the children. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 what do you find happens with the children? I mean, the children they still love their parents. I mean, they do. You know what a very odd thing is, and I, I've read about this um, more than one time. You know, sometimes let's say there's um, abuse going on in the home, and both parents are there, and the police are called. Those kids will protect the abuser when they're very, very young because they're afraid that they're going to be taken out of their home. You know, Mm -hmm. you can just see the um, how they're so, I don't know what the right word is, like mentally exhausted or terrified. There's so much fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think when you're deciding what to say and do with your children, it's always safety first, right? What is in the best interest of my child? Right. But, you know, what's, how do we allow the child to continue to have that relationship with their parent and yet empower them with knowledge and, and when to make a choice to, to leave or to call for help? How do we do that? Well, you know, I, obviously if it's a young child and the man or the woman was abusing the child in the home, um, like both parents and children are being abused. I don't. I think you just have to take that child away from the abuser, right? But sometimes it's just the parent that's the victim and not the child. So obviously it depends on the circumstance, right? Right. Um, but I think what you're saying is 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 absolutely true. You have open, honest communication, and where in which you tell your child, look, you can say anything to me, and I will listen to you, and I will believe you. Um, I I've had teenagers say tell me that you know they've been raped and they've told their parents and their parents don't believe them uh-huh. your child has to know that it is safe to talk to you that you will listen that you know they will be believed and understood i i think that's the key open communication and love right just right yeah you know it's it's really really interesting how children um how children try to find their place in a situation like this. And they, you know, the fact of the matter is, I've seen this more than once, is children love both parents, mm-hmm. regardless of what they're choosing. And they desire more than anything to have peace and to have to ever have everyone happy. And, of course. And it's very, it's very difficult. And I think that to continue to... I know what worked really, really well for me was to continue to have that door open and to agree, and I would tell my children this, I, you can tell me anything, it will stay with me unless you are at risk. Yes. Unless you are at risk. And sometimes I would have to say to them, you know, you know, so-and-so, it would be maybe be a younger child. If they were ever at risk, wouldn't you want to protect them? And they would say yes. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I've given them an example because they would think, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't, you know... 
out my other parent. But I would say, unless you're at risk, I, I have to take action if you're at risk. But otherwise, you can just tell me whatever is going on. And I think that open, trusting dialogue it is everything. I, of course it is. You know, like I said before, if, if, they, if they don't have that, look, I think in any situation, um, how someone is going to um, be in the end, whether you've come home from war or through abuse, it is the support system around you that is really the key to, to you getting well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, we are going to take our last break of the night. When we come back, I can't believe it's so fast. Shirley, <laughs> holy moly. We're going to wrap up and get the last tips from Shirley and how we can, um, you know, really be there for a person that feels that they may be in an abusive situation or not be in one and not know how to get out of it, or for any children that may be listening to the program and what they can do, what they can choose, or how we can be a support to them. So you are listening to Inspired Choices on AtoZen.fm with my guest Shirley Nussbaum tonight, and we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Stay tuned, everyone. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions? Or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Talk or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a pretty hot topic. We're talking about abuse and how to change the patterns of abuse. And we've got a lot of conversation going on in the chat room. It's pretty wonderful. Um, what I really would love to touch on right now, just we we don't have very many minutes left, but it was interesting because one of our 
chat room participant said that she left the abusive situation over five years ago, but that the person is still very scary. And I want to bring that bring that forward. And you know, I had had a situation where where my ex was very abuse was very scary at one time, and he actually threatened my life. And although I was not living with him anymore, and and really. I wasn't, quote-unquote, afraid, afraid of, that he would do something, although it has happened, yeah. right? Um, the fact, he, what he had said was, you're, you're really lucky that I don't have cancer. And what he was actually implying was that if he was dying, he would not even think twice about strangling me. Oh, my God. Yes, this is, this is what it was. And I just went, no. <laughs> Because my daughter heard that, and while my daughter was very young, and a lot of us think, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, it's just a small child. She probably didn't even realize what she heard. Exactly. I said, no, that is not okay. And I went through hours and hours of talking to the police and, you know, having to give a statement two or three times and having, you know, it's a lot to go through to actually stand up and say this is this is true and really there's a great deal of that we have to prove it but in the end i wanted my child to know this is not acceptable behavior this is not okay so you taught your daughter that she's worthy and if this ever happens to her it's not allowable exactly and i think for me that that's been really catalyst for me in the last 15 years. It's like ensuring that my child understands what's okay and what's not okay. And at the same time, I really do, I really do know it's extremely important that that child, that they, they have a relationship with their parent that's separate from me. Yeah. So it, it, it is a delicate dance between how do we honor the child and their relationship with their parent and how do we at the same time educate them at what's not okay and what is okay with a parent who has past abuse behavior? So I think, you know, even speaking to a professional like yourself, Shirley, if someone's in question about this, mm-hmm. you know, do you actually work with children as well as adults? Um, I only work with children over the age of 12. Over the age of 12. Over the age so, of 12. Younger children would need to see a child psychologist. A child psychologist. Okay. And mm-hmm. where would people get in touch with you if they really, if they wanted to get in touch with you or refer someone to you? Oh, great. Thank you. Um, they could call me. Uh, my phone number is 416-995-2854. Or they can find me on my website, which is changeyourway.ca. And my email is info at changeyourway.ca. Okay, great. We will also, if you're listening to this in the replay, we will also have this in the um, write-up of the show so that you'll be able to um, contact Shirley directly. Uh, you know, this is this is such an important topic, and um, it's such a it's such a delicate topic. And you know, whether you know whether you're experiencing this personally now. Or, um, or you know someone or you don't know someone now, there may be a time when someone will come across or you might think, like you were saying at the beginning, Shirley, that their social behaviors have changed a great deal. 
that reaching out to you might be necessary at that point. So I'm I'm so grateful for this conversation tonight, Shirley. Oh, um, so am I. I see so much pain and and so and it's such a horrible secret that I think you know way too many people walk around with and never talk about. And it, it affects well, your entire life. It does, and you know I you know. I, I came from a normal family where there was chaos. <laughs> I think most people, I, I think most people had that. Um, I never saw um, any physical abuse from with my between my parents. Um, I, you know, it wasn't as overt as what I'm talking about that I personally experienced. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that a lot of people out there seriously know how to identify it and I think, and I think that's go ahead no I was just going to say that you're so right when you cross a physical boundary people know you're not supposed to hit me or you can't be an inch from my face or that hurts right but people don't recognize when they're mental emotional uh, um, even spiritual boundaries are being crossed right absolutely so, you know, if something doesn't feel right, if yes, if you are it. feeling bad about yourself based on something someone is saying to you, please reach out. Please put your hand up. Um, if you want to contact myself, you can do so at inspiredchoices.ca. If it's something that I'm not able to deal with, I will definitely pass you on to Shirley or we'll find someone in your, your area who you are comfortable with. But above all, please Put your hand up and ask some questions. Um, you know, one of the things that I believe very strongly, Shirley, is when I'm happy in the world, I I add to the happiness. hundred uh, percent. <laughs> so when each and every one of us take responsibility for our own joy, we change the world and we add that joy into the world. So thank you again so much for being here tonight, Shirley. I, I certainly appreciate it. Thank and I you. certainly appreciate the work that you're doing in the world, it uh, it definitely is making a difference. If you, you know so of much. someone, you're so welcome. If you know of someone who is looking for something new possible in their life and they they would like to have a change, you can reach out to Shirley at changeyourway.ca or you can contact me, Christine, at inspiredchoices.ca. Be sure to always check into what choices you can be making. And remember, you can always make another choice. Please come back next week where we'll have another exciting topic where we'll be taking your questions and your comments and seeing what else we can create in the world that will create greater. Thank you, everyone. Have an amazing week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.